0: sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners, will they be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream. My four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. Welcome back to A Little Bit of Nerd, your recreation destination for all things nerdy. I'm your host, Jalen Holston, and joining me, as always, is a man who several people in the black community consider to be an honorary Negro, Mr. Bilkey. How are you doing today, sir?
1: I'm doing excellent, man. That was a fantastic intro. Appreciate it. <laughs> as always, I will
0: never cease with these introductions. Never cease.
1: Excellent. We just caught up on the latest Black Lightning episode. Oh Oh my my fucking God. God. Jeez.
0: This show is ridiculous. But today's episode, Bilky, as you know, it's February. It's a very important month for black people because it's Black History Month. So today we are going to discuss some of our favorite African-American superheroes, give you a quick rundown of that Black Lightning review, and then give you some good old comic recommendations, as usual, formatting for this show.
1: Yes. Yes! I'm excited, dude. This is going to be a fun one.
0: So let us begin. As noted, we compiled a list uh, of black uh, superheroes that have been made throughout the, the centuries of comic books and such and we'll just read them off and then we'll we'll talk about the ones that we like so we have blade static shock miles morales spider-man black lightning Aqualad, john stewart green green lantern sam wilson captain america storm black panther spawn misty knight luke cage war machine and cyborg just to name a few bilky amongst this list what are some that you have some special memories with or have some special experiences with on on this list of African-American superheroes?
1: Well, I'd have to say the first one that really hit home with me was Static Shock. That was, yes. I remember watching that on the WB whenever I was a, a, a wee lad. Not an aqua lad, but a wee <laughs> lad. <laughs> and, dude, I love Static Shock. That was one of my favorite shows when I was younger. He was such a cool superhero for me, and that was probably one of the first powers I ever wish I had. Was Lightning.
0: Yes, and for those of you who don't know, Static Shock was a, a milestone character that DC picked up for a little bit. Now, they don't own the rights to Static Shock or Black Lightning, but uh, the creator let, let them publish the comic book for a while there in the late 90s, and then of course, he got his own superhero show on fox kids back in the day it's it was awesome, pretty man. It pretty awesome. awesome uh you know it's about little you know african-american kid going through it and gets some lightning powers he surfs on like this cool like uh, it was a trash
1: can yeah lit. it was a trash can
0: lid at first and then he got like a really cool official one i think in the second season but yeah i i remember static shock as well it was fun to watch him before the power rangers came on in the morning and, and and stuff like that and the one one of them that stood out on my list was blade like the collection of Wesley Snipes movies back in the day were just so freaking dope. I like all three, despite what people think about the last two. I-, I don't know about you, Bilky, but.
1: I enjoy Blade. And what pisses me off is lately people are saying that Black Panther and stuff like that is going to be the first African American superhero to come to the film and Sad. really break through. And it's not. Sad. People discredit Blade way too much. And they're like, oh, Wesley Snipes' Blade movie, that was way too long ago. That wasn't real. Blah, blah, blah. Nah. Shut up. Shut your mouth.
0: <laughs> I I one hundred percent agree. And what you have to also remember is that you know, in case you guys don't know who Blade is, Blade is a uh, he's called a a daywalker. Basically, he's a vampire hunter that is half human, half vampire, and his mother was murdered by uh one of these head underground vampire gang people. So think of like Batman, but just you know vampire stuff kind of kind of situation. But anyways, um, the thing that these movies brought, you know, when during this first wave of superherodom if you will um, was just like no one thought these things could be cool man nobody thought that not but at all. He, with Wesley Snipes what he was able to do with that franchise despite you know the last two not being so well received was just show like the potential it, it could be and then we got you know the rest of the X-Men we got Spider-Man after that so, yeah, I agree. The, the discredit to Blade needs to end. And then for a while, they had that cool, um, I don't know if you remember, it was on Spike TV. They actually had a series uh, made out of these movies, which wasn't, wasn't terrible, I don't think.
1: I never watched it, but I know what you're talking about. And, I mean, how could it be terrible if it's Blade? Blade is a badass hero in general. Super cool backstory. I like vampire hunters in general, so, I mean...
0: And vampires done correctly, mind you. They're not glowing in the sun from... Overcast and shit, and talking about their feelings, they're just
1: so frustrating. Twilight vampires do not glisten when the sun <laughs> hits them, they do not shine like a diamond, they burn and die. That is, that is the literal, and that's what happens. That's literally what happens. I don't know, it makes me mad, but I don't want to talk about Twilight. That's not what we're here for. <laughs> is there another one on this list that stood out to you, Mr. Bilkey? John Stewart is always going to be my Green Lantern. Ugh, yes. He will for now and forever. Um, loved watching Cyborg because I was a big Teen Titans fan as a child. And Booyah! Exactly. It was great <laughs> in the movie whenever we got one yes. of those. A little a little fan service there. Um, Again, Justice League, not that bad,
0: just not the hype that we all wanted it to be. No,
1: and it probably – I don't even know. I don't know where they're going to go with it. I can't <laughs> say that it probably won't be because you never know. But I guess the other major one on that list for me – Mm, let me look. It'd probably be... Shit, dude, that's hard. There's, a, really there's, a, lot. It there's, there's a lot. It'd probably just be yeah. Black Panther. I gotcha. It's coming out play, soon. Um, I used to play Marvel's Ultimate Alliance. Oh, yes. And in my squad, I always made sure to have Spider-Man, Deadpool, Black Panther, and then a rando, but most of the time it ended up being Moon Knight. Oh, uh, Moon Knight was a savage character in that game, folks. Oh, yeah. I hope Moon Knight gets a movie someday.
0: I hope he does as well. Uh, one that's, you know, you know I gotta talk about it, Miles I was, Morales. I saving it for you. I Miles Morales, people, like, let's be real here, uh, when they did this comic series and they launched it, Marvel uh, did receive a lot of weird backlash from it, and I was always one of the defenders that Peter Parker being a white kid in, you know, in New York was not an essential piece of what his character was, you know, he's just an advocator of the little, the little guy, you know what I mean? And there's no reason you can't do that with a different kid, or there's no reason that you can't kind of mantleize the Spider-Man uh, hero persona. So I have a lot of love and respect for this character. He's pretty much as funny as Peter was, but he handles these situations in a different way, and he comes from a different ethnic background, and he has a different story. I just really appreciate Miles Morales as a, as a character and as a member of the African-American community.
1: I agree, man. And he's a fucking kick-ass Spider-Man, too.
0: He really is. He doesn't do a bad job. And he has cooler powers than Peter Parker. His Venom Blast is freaking cool.
1: Like, he can literally conduct some slight electricity out of his fingertips. Yeah, I have no complaints about Miles Morales, and I could not be more excited for that animated movie to come out. I I am just like shaking in anticipation for that thing, man. The trailer that dropped
0: was phenomenal. Oh it's
1: so good. <laughs> and it's such a
0: it's such a good choice to do it in a three D like the animated uh, look to it too, just to see just to test the waters before we get him in on, on like a live action uh, scenario too in the MCU.
1: Exactly, it, this is like the animated
0: version of Blade. It, trying to see yeah. what we can do with it pretty much pretty much because we saw blade on you know the animated spider-man show for a while it was kind of weird but then we did the wesley snipes version it was all better yeah 100% show shot thing love it is there anyone else that stands out on this list i mean i love storm obviously oh yes. allie berry storm oh, and black panther God. together what a power couple that is
1: mm-hmm. do
0: they date is that a thing they get married in fact Sweet God, do they have a child? Uh that I don't remember, to be honest. But they do in fact get married in, in comic book continuity, and they love each other very much, and she is essentially the queen of Wakanda for a time. Excellent. I would like to
1: visit Wakanda. Wouldn't we
0: all wouldn't we <laughs> that all That would be
1: quite an experience. Can you
0: book that on Priceline? I'll check. Hmm. Uh Luke Cage. Oh yes, what love a love Luke Cage. What a phenomenal uh character that is. If you guys have ever seen he has a Netflix show on right now. It's pretty good. Uh, the first half is really strong. Uh, middle like the the second third of it's kind of like weird, but then and I think it ends pretty well.
1: I think that's a common issue with those shows. They always start off super strong, but then I think they drag it out too much in the middle trying to extend the show for some big climactic ending. But I don't I don't need slow burners with every one of these Nah, I
0: mean, that's you're kind of used to the style by now, but I think they need to pack it down to, you know, eight to ten episodes. Like, The Defenders was great. It was eight to yes. ten episodes, tight story, tight narrative. All the characters got their dues. I think that should be the format for the rest of these Netflix shows. Considering you're doing an hour each episode, too. Like, that's a lot of writing and, like, material you got to figure
1: out and come up with. I, I agree. I think that they should take more of, well, okay, so anime is becoming more and more popular in today's world. It is. And so a lot of cool features that come with anime is that you will get a a long story confined down into like 26 episodes maybe. But they fit in everything that you need. And on top of that, there's plenty of like action. I'm not bored watching an anime, especially when it's only 24 episodes. So they should do that for these shows and but condense them down into hour-long episodes like you said. 10 episodes at the max. We'll get everything we need. Exactly. Exactly.
0: I'm going to talk about Spawn because uh, that's just an amazing hero in itself. And a lot of people don't know that he's actually African-American because he wears a mask and stuff and all that. Uh, Spawn is a former CIA operative kind of guy who had the government kind of turn on him. He was an assassin. He murdered like a bunch of these really high-level threats to national security. He then is sent to hell and makes a deal with the devil to uh, come back to life so that way he can see his wife Wanda again. But in turn, he's cursed and actually is uh, tasked with becoming the head of Satan's army. Uh, so, that's a little bit of background on Spawn. He did have a movie come out in the 90s. It was, uh, so it was whatever. You know, they did what they could for the time. I don't know if you ever saw it, Bilky.
1: Um, To be honest with you, I've never seen anything Spawn-related. I never understood wow. it from the jump. I don't know what it was. Dude. like. I was younger. I just saw like some of the crazy creatures. And I didn't understand that it was from hell and stuff like that. So I was kind of confused. Like, what is this? I don't know. I don't understand <laughs> it. I fear it. But maybe I'll end up looking into Spawn now. You definitely need to. At least
0: watch the HBO animated series. It's really good. It's just as graphic as uh, Todd McFarlane's comic book that he has out through Image. Really well done. Great character all the way around. I think they're almost to three hundred issues now. It's like one of the Sweet longest Lord. standing, yeah, one of the longest standing uh, comic book runs in current continuity um, that we have. So Spawn definitely needs some love, and he is getting a new movie produced, directed, and written by Todd McFarlane. No shit. Where Spawn doesn't talk, which I feel like could be an issue, but it, you, you don't know too much about Spawn, so we can't. Speculate too much about that movie. I'm I, I, very questionable. Well, that's decision. confusing
1: enough. Why would you have the main character be a mute? I, I
0: mean, I get what he's going for because being done by Blumhouse, which does a, lo- a lot of these horror movies on like a super low budget, so I get that you want to kind of mystify the, you know, the 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 spawn character himself but i don't know i think i think it's always chilling when you read a piece of spawn dialogue and he's like about to kill a rapist or something and he's telling them like their sins or i don't know i think like that's a core element of the character that shouldn't be cut out of a movie you know that
1: sounds like you know when an assassin's creed right before you kill your target and you stab him or whatever but then he is in your hands bleeding out and then the the heavy dialogue comes in that's what it sounds like it should be doing for the Spawn movie. That's
0: that's what I'm saying. I feel like there's a big opportunity being missed there on the uh, on the Spawn character. I'm also going to talk about Sam Wilson, Captain America, because this was one of the most topical um, issues and series of comic books that I've read in a very long time. It's about Sam Wilson, who, if you don't know, is Falcon in uh, the MCU. Um Usually he's Captain America's kind of sidekick. You've probably seen him in the movies with Captain America and yeah, stuff. Absolutely. He was played by Anthony Mackie, very good actor. Um, it's about him taking the mantle of Captain America after Steve Rogers uh, gets aged up to where he's now like an 85-year-old man. He loses his uh, super strength and stuff. But people don't receive him well because he's, you know, African-American. And it's a very interesting read to... Kind of watch this journey of not only him having to live up to the mantle of being Captain America, but people trying to understand that Captain America is now a black superhero.
1: I think that's super important that you brought it up because it could be happening very soon. I think Captain America is probably going to die in Infinity War. And if they continue to. to, (laughs) It's my hope and dream. Honestly. And (laughs) if they continue to have his character in the show or in movies, pardon me, it needs to be Sam Wilson afterwards. I so, think so.
0: I mean, most people will point directly to, well, Bucky's there, so that's the most natural fit. But I'm the guy that's like, why do the traditional route? You know, we have you have a comic series that's doing pretty well. Let's see what happens if, you know, Cap's like, you know what, no, Sam, I want you to take the shield. You know what I mean?
1: And I think he should, honestly. I mean, I don't see why he couldn't, and then I had a whole thought train with it. I'm trying—you just keep going. I would, I'm just, I would come I'm just saying come back.
0: we are—you know, Infinity War is coming, for those of you that don't know. It's the, new, the newest Avengers movie. Everyone's getting together to fight the big bad, whose name is Thanos. Um, and, you know, they're, I'm, I'm telling you, as far as top candidates not making it out of this movie, you know, Iron Man, Captain America, we're looking at Robert Downey Jr. and Chris uh, Evans. Both their contracts are going to be up after this. They're going to be in free agency, if you want to use a sports analogy. Um, and you know, I just, I, I feel like if you're going to kill off Captain America, why not do it and have something that's really in tune with what you're doing in your comics right now? Cause it, it's not going to hurt you either way, really, because you're going to either right. sell
1: more comic books or the movie's going to be well-received anyway. So figure it out. And according to the demographics of like, I guess who they're going about, Caucasians are not the most prominent, I don't even want to call it race, but ethnicity in America. No. Technically, white people are becoming the minority, so why not have the someone who's not a minority as much anymore <laughs> be the face of America essentially? True. And, and I've heard some of
0: the arguments be like, oh, it's like making Superman black. Well, I mean they first of all, they've done it, and it was fine. No yeah, one who cares. No there's no there's no chorus there's no like dead set like tomb or, or written engraved where it says Superman has to be white. Okay, if you're looking at the core essential elements of Superman, he needs to be Kryptonian. It needs to be a symbol of hope, exactly. Like the Clark Kent stuff is is fine or whatever, but he, there's no core essential element that says Clark Kent has to be black. Even Clark Kent, the secret identity, could be a black guy working for the Daily Planet. You know what I mean? So I think the same thing honestly applies to Sam Wilson and being Captain America. Also, I just think that you if if you make a movie like Black Panther, we get this resurgence of diversity and you know representation in the black community through that movie, and it's successful. I really think there there would be no harm in doing the storyline of black Will, or Sam Wilson, not my Captain America, and maybe melding
1: it with the Captain America take back the shield storyline as well. I love it, dude. I love it. I don't know why we're not working with Marvel right now, <laughs> honestly. And who cares if the superhero is black and he was originally white when you made him? There is, I hate when people do that. You should not bring racism into comic books because, one, it's a fantasy in first. Like, it's, that's the point We're of it. I'm talking about a world where people fly and there's aliens. You're concerned because a guy's skin color is different. Come yeah, on, man. grow the fuck up. Like, <laughs> get out of here with all that shit. It is 2018. There's no need for that kind of negativity in the real world. So don't bring it into the fantasy world where people go to escape. Yes. Don't. Just don't do it. Yes. Um, and as we mentioned,
0: of course, Black Panther is is the most forefront. His movie's coming out in February, which is only a couple weeks away um well i mean i mean like it's february 16th is when it comes out it's a couple weeks away yeah, it's very we're in close. february right now what is sure. today like february 2nd yeah today's the second oh my god
1: literally 14 days <laughs> away black
0: panther is um we're both very excited to see that i think we're tr- i'm trying to go see it asap oh yeah absolutely uh, and then we'll probably do a nice little review give you a, a see it or don't see it as it we do it will be a hard see it but i'll tell you why <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so if you guys don't know, Black Panther is about a, a young man from the lands of Wakanda. It's a fictional place in Africa that is very advanced in its world, and it shields itself off from the rest of the universe to uh, basically protect protect the universe from itself. Because they right. know if they gave out their technology, their weapons, that we would blow ourselves up initially. Yes, ignorant humans we are. Yes, so it's about... Uh, Mr. T'Challa, his father was murdered in Civil War. I don't know if any of you saw that movie, but in the—I uh, think it's like halfway through, maybe in the beginning. A, yeah,
1: because that's—well, I guess towards the beginning, he's making um, press conferences and stuff yes, like that. And yes, he's being yes. the public figure that he is, and then I think I think it's closer to like right after the beginning, leading into the middle of the movie. That's yeah. where he dies. I'm not sure, though.
0: Um, But yeah, his father was— actually Black Panther, you know, during that time, and he would defend Wakanda. Basically, the Black Panther mantle has been passed down for centuries as the protector of Wakanda and its kingdoms and such like that. So it's only, it's a bloodline thing. It, not anybody can just be Black yeah, Panther. Yeah, I was going to say,
1: it's, it's part of the, the bloodline, the family. It, it's passed down, which is really cool, obviously. Yes,
0: and, and the reason that is is because you have to eat these certain herbs when you go through the trials of becoming Black Panther, and if you don't have the correct bloodline, you can die from them. So it's like part of the... Uh, heritage and tradition of the Wakandan people—it's been passed down for centuries. So that's kind of the world and the thing that the movie circulates around. It's really awesome. If you haven't seen the trailer, go look it up. Maybe I'll link it below. But uh, very excited for Black Panther getting some representation oh, yeah. in Hollywood. Or I guess you become Killmonger. Or yeah, if, you if you it doesn't go Killmonger.
1: well for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm excited much. for some Michael B. Jordan villain, though. Yes, I hope he does well. I
0: from the initial reactions are good. So word of mouth is already positive. Hopefully that keeps going. I am looking forward to Black Panther, but um, just, just want to talk about how great a time we live in where there's all this representation in the African-American community on this show, especially today on our Black History episode.
1: It's, it's nice, dude. We're hopefully changing for the better. It will take more time, definitely more time, because the rest of the country is still a little bit behind with all this Trump bullshit. Oh, God. But we are not a political podcast. (laughs) We will refrain. We will refrain. We are here for the fantasy. (laughs) Yes. Yes, we are. But
0: moving right along, it's DC TV stuff. Otherwise known as Jalen Recaps the Flash because Bilky doesn't watch any of the shows and Arrow got moved to Thursdays. Except Black Lightning (laughs) because I watched that one now. Yes. Although I did miss the second episode already. It's all right. We watched number three prior to the podcast. Flash was good, Uh, the ending was crazy, I can't believe this is happening to Barry, holy hell, how does he get out of it, I don't know. That's all
1: I got too for it, (laughs) definitely, I don't know what he's going to do, man. But moving
0: on to our Black Lightning (laughs) review, it's episode
1: three, uh, Lawanda, the Book of Burial. So, this
0: episode kicks off with the Reverend preaching to the church about how another Black life has been taken by the 100 gang, and he is going to recruit 100 God-fearing people to march against the 100. Bilky, we see Jefferson's face in the scene, and it's very much like, what the hell are you doing?
1: Yeah, I don't know what the Reverend's thinking in this, because, well, I, I think he's a dirty character anyways. There's definitely some shit he's hiding, and it was kind of satisfying to see him get shot, which is really fucked up. Ooh, wow. I know that's that's awful. (laughs) That's awful. But I felt like I felt like he was going down a bad slope. He was already not on good terms with the chief of police. Yep. He's not listening to Jefferson Pierce, who is a notifiable person in the community who people look up to and take advice from. And then he's just going to lead a 100 people who are just going to follow him because he's the one standing in front of them speaking to potentially their death. Yep. You, sir. Deserve to get shot in the moment. <laughs> oh damn! Did you deserve to die? No, no. I hope you don't die, honestly. But maybe shoot him in the arm next time or something—a little warning shot. Who knows? <laughs> yes, uh, I felt I was just—it
0: was great foresa- foreshadowing for what happens in the end of the episode. Um, I think it's just like Jefferson knows, like this. This is only going to be bad for the people, and people are going to get hurt doing this. And yet, at the same time, it's like how do we show that we're strong as a community without, you know, doing something like this? But I thought. It was well-directed, uh, that, that particular scene. I liked a lot of the dialogue that happened between him and the uh, the police chief where he's like, you know, I'm out here scraping up all these young black Negroes off the streets. You know, I wear work shoes. What kind of shoes you got on? I was exactly. like, damn.
1: Gator boots and silk tissues uh, to wipe his forehead and the $25,000 watch he's wearing. It's a very topical thing to talk
0: about because, you know, we see a lot of these mega church preachers and they're out here. You know, they're living the high life while their followers are living in poverty. So I think that was a very topical thing to put in the show, and I liked it a lot. So we move right along in this episode, and we see Anissa. She's starting to try to train her abilities in a junkyard. Very Incredibles-esque. I like it. <laughs>
1: it was awesome. She she figured out all she had to do was breathe to focus and get her powers going. And then she just started drop-kicking washing machines <laughs> across. The, yeah, it was crazy. I don't understand why she punched the giant mound of garbage I don't either. So that way it would avalanche onto her and she'd just eat it real quick and be like, mm, okay, cool, I'm strong. It's fine. Whatever, though. It worked out. She's cool. She has a love interest. Yes, a new mm. one. And there is a
0: fantastic little Easter egg drop that happened with the outsiders. And I actually like made a noise when it happened. Like when that happened on the screen, I saw them pan down to her uh, her back pocket, and it said, and I could see the little Outsider. I was like, "Oh, yes!" (laughs) Because if any of you don't know, uh, the uh, Black Lightning actually was a part of the Outsiders for a couple issues, so that was cool. And the actual issue they referenced was about the Outsiders traveling to a land of women who are all lesbians. Which is very, Mm. if you know the innocent character, is very ironic in sense. But I thought it was a cool little Easter egg. But yes, she does get a new love interest in this episode.
1: And she also loses a prior love interest.
0: Yeah, and you know what I think is cool about this scene? Uh, So she gets invited to this cosplay party by the new love interest while she's in the library. I think her name is Grace. I think it is Grace, yes. And uh, so she goes to the party. She's dancing with Grace, having a great time. Her current love interest walks in, and she's like, hey, what the hell kind of situation. But then we don't see the fight. Like, normally on every CW episode, we would see the fight happening of, like, I can't believe you do this. How about you do this? I love you. We didn't see it. And initially, I was like, I kind of would have liked to see it. But then I watched it again with you today, and I was like, hold on. No, I like that we just got right to the aftermath. You know exactly. what I mean? I
1: don't know about you, but. I, dude, Black Lightning's killing it right now. I, they're they're just doing so well. <laughs> they're killing it. Their though. soundtrack's fantastic too.
0: Yes, we will, we'll get to the thing. We'll get there. We'll get. There. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I eager. Know. I'm I, an I eager beaver. I love it. Um. So then we get to the scene where Jennifer and her boyfriend are on the roof and they're talking about. Uh, they have made plans to do the dirty dance on um, the mm. thing of intercourse. The no the, pants the, the, dance. They talk talking about intercourse. They're talking about sex. In- intercourse. Sex. Okay. <laughs> so we're just so we're not confusing the listeners. Um and again we get a we get a good representation of a just a good African American man. This guy's like, hey, I gotta cut I gotta come clean with you. I you know, I'm a virgin too, bro. So there not only is he like, you know, he's good in school, he's a good athlete, he's got his head on straight, even though he lives in a poverty you know, a an ideal situation. He's also not a player. He's not an asshole. Like,
1: thank you for making him just a good dude. Right, and in her, her previous choice of men, she chose the gang member from the 100, and that just—that turned out terribly. He tried to kill her sister at school. What an a-hole. Yeah. So we can see her choice of men is going better, which is ironic for how the episode continues. Yes, it's <laughs> It doesn't end well,
0: but still, you know, the point is there. Like, this show is showing you, like, we don't have to have these stereotypical black characters. I mean, there are some in the show because it has to suit the narrative of what they're fighting against. But still, overall, we're seeing what real black people in this world look like. Not everyone is a gang member. Not everyone sags their pants and talks in a weird, like, you know, Blackinese accent or whatever. Like, they're—God, sorry. I just— No, you're fine. I got
1: hot for a minute. It's nice because a lot of, like, let's just say white people or yeah, I, just, that's ab- not, the, yeah, average yeah, just the average person has a negative connotation when it comes to a, a African-American. I don't even want to say just a black dude or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, it's true. When they think of African-American, a certain picture pops into their head, and it's good that the show is showing – that there are more you don't have to have that stereotypical (laughs) negative image in your brain you can think of another human being like yourself i keep thinking back to this there are probably
0: younger kids you know younger than us you know the 12 11 13 that are watching the show and they have something to like you know picture in their mind like yeah i could be the high school principal like i could be a positive role model for someone you know what i mean We don't see that a lot. Most people's, you know, most African-American kids, their idols
1: are sports athletes, which is stupid. Or rappers. or Or, Yeah, which is dumb. Stuff that it shouldn't necessarily be. I can't tell you who your hero should be, but it's good that they're putting a positive influence in – in real life TV for you. Which I'll go a little political here
0: for a minute, but that's why Barack Obama's presidency was so important because now we can see that there's things you can be as an African American person in America that aren't athletically related. You could be a great senator, you could be a mayor, you could be a government, like you could, you know, be a great lawyer or whatever. Like you don't have to just be good at basketball and football to get out in this community. You can put your head in the books and really achieve something really great in your life. Agreed, cuz the fight for freedom is not over yet. Not at all. Not even close. Uh, So then we move right along, and we get to see uh, Tobias Whale, the villain. Amazing. Good fucking villain. Wow. I like this, dude. This scene, he's like doing a slow-mo walk. The music's great. They use the color red, which is kind of this, you know, they use color really well. Uh, It's like the Netflix series almost. Yeah, we
1: notice that a lot. Every time you and I watch the show, it's like, oh, wow, look at how the colors brought everything together in that scene and made it more powerful. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: For sure. Um, and he, we find out that he's working for a new head honcho. We get introduced to his boss, Lady Eve, played by who, bilkey Fucking Jill Scott. I love Jill Scott. If you have not heard Jill Scott's music, please go to iTunes and look it up. She is fantastic, and I love that she's making her way through as an actress, too, because she's played a couple side roles in media movies, but now she's like really reforming herself as a great actress as long as well as an amazing musician
1: yeah this is a more serious role for her and i was honestly scared watching her she is she takes on that role of the boss yeah who's like so intimidating with how calm she is yeah it's like is that kind of scary and then she gives you a little taste of her power whenever she's talking to tobias and she puts the fear into tobias which i haven't seen yet and that was amazing to watch because i was like like he's scary
0: as a man, and he's scared of her, so like, holy hell, what has she got in
1: her back pocket? You know what I'm saying exactly whenever Tobias walks in and he's doing his mean walk with the with the bag full of money and all that stuff his uh actually lady Eve's bodyguards look scared to see him, yeah, and then by the end of it, he's just standing there shaking in his boots essentially whenever she's like, don't forget who who feeds you oh don't God. don't forget, don't forget." <laughs>
0: Um, so then we move right along into the next kind of, you know, there's a couple of little filler scenes here and there. But we the next scene that I want to talk about is when Jennifer comes down for family dinner and she says, hey, I'm probably going to have sex on Saturday." <laughs> And Jefferson almost does like a spit take with his wine. Yeah, he almost did. They
1: just, it's like three times they pick up the glass of wine and they just start drinking. They're like, Oh sweet God. No, I loved this
0: scene and this couple of scenes where they're talking about, you know, this issue and she's just so like, yep, I'm having sex on Saturday. I'll be home by curfew. And both this, the reaction from both Cress Williams and um, his wife in, in the scene are just, they're so great.
1: And, it felt really modern. It really did. Yeah, they they do a great shot, jo- a great job. Excuse me, of showing how close a family can be and how comfortable they can be talking about certain things. Yes, they were they w- were shown to be uncomfortable just because their daughter's young and they're like, oh my god, she's she's trying to become sexually active right now. <laughs> but it wasn't like they feared the word sex or anything like that in its nature in general. Yeah, it was which still was a, nice, still a fairly awkward family conversation, which it right. always is. You know.
0: Um, but it was handled again brilliantly well, and it's because the the writers of this show are a married couple. Like, I don't think this show could have been written that way, or this scene oh, could have been no, written no, better if not. it was two standard beat writers that come on the CW. Like, there, there's a reason why people like the show and like this family, and it's because it's written by a real black family.
1: That's. That's amazing. Isn't it?
0: That is just amazing. And then we move right along to uh, Jefferson is going over to Gamby uh, to work out a new route for the 100 March because he wants to be able to cover it and protect the people that go there. Um, and we get to see some cool 3D mapping. Like Gamb- Gamby's the plug, He's got the dude. he the tech, dude. He's <laughs> like Jarvis. He really is, man. And we get to see him practice with Black Lightning a new ability. It's more of like a sniper, lightning bolt situation kind of thing.
1: Yeah, if anyone is a Yu Yu Hakusho fan, it, oh, it kind of paid homage to that for me bit, with his uh, spirit gun or whatever. Hey, Just finger pew, pew, shoot lightning <laughs> out. And he used it in the whenever he was protecting the people in the march. Yes, it, it was yes. cool. And then uh, I think following that scene, we get the uh,
0: awkward... I'm gonna be a dad. I don't care what my daughter wants seen. Where Jefferson tracks well, down Khalil, Khalil,
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> at school and is like, "How do you shower?" Which is uh, um, you're, you're um, like, um, um, Mr. Principal, um, what? what? <laughs> 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 oh man! And he makes a point of like, uh, what is Khalil? Khalil's like?" Well, I, I you know, I, 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 I shower and then I uh, ch- shampoo and and then I rinse um, and rinse and. and, and, rinse and, and <laughs> And then he's just
1: standing there, how do you dry off after? And you're like, what? <laughs> he's like,
0: um, I don't have a bath mat, so I just, like, you know, uh, I step on it. I step on my towel first,
1: and then I, I dry my feet,
0: and, uh, 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 and then he just stops. <laughs> and he goes, so
1: then what happens next? The legs and et cetera? <laughs> so you want to take your fungus-filled athlete's feet and put athlete's feet in my daughter? Is that what you want?
0: <laughs>
1: it's just one of the best dad scenes I think I've ever seen on television. Crest gives a good smirk at the end. You can tell that it wasn't his first time trying to intimidate oh, yeah. a daughter's oh, boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs>
0: it's, it's just great. I love that scene so much. Well, let's get to the march. It starts off. It's going well. Gambi's plan has worked. He's set up little construction uh, diversions to reroute it. Black Lightning's on the roof. He's seeing everything that goes down. Then we jump down, and we get to see a new ability again in the show. We get two of them. Not one. Two of them. We get to see him use a little force shield kind of thing with his uh, lightning to deflect the bullets from the first shooter. Sees him get shoot, and then he uh, takes that shooter out, turns around, does his new power, the sniper uh, lightning bolt, and it's all good. Or so we think, because what happens next, Mr.
1: Bilky? Tragedy strikes. For, for tragedy. Mr. Reverend, and then for our boy Khalil. Yes. Thank you for using science, CW.
0: Thank you, <laughs> because we see Tobias Whale pull up and he's like, "I hate these church-going Negroes, always singing and praying, praying and singing." That's literally what he says. <laughs> oh, they- <laughs> yes, it's like, "Oh man, oh, they want to go to heaven, but don't. None of them want to die. Shoot that electrified
1: freak!" And then his assistant pulls out a sniper rifle. Okay, let's just let's just. Paint this picture for you. Science. They are like a hundred yards away at the most. They're just like down the street. You're being generous. Yes. They are very close to this. <laughs> and Black Lightning has his back turn. And I guess all of them are singing Saving Grace because yes. he saved them. Amazing Imagine um, from uh, – shoot, my mind went blank. Imagine from Fantastic Four when um, the Invisible Woman puts her her force field up. That's right. what his shield looks like essentially. Yes. And so after all that, they're sa- they're singing Amazing Grace. He saved them. Then the sniper, and this thing is fat. It's like a fifty cal bullet flying at the Reverend. It's real. Yeah. Pierces through his chest and ricochets off to hit Khalil. Yes, and I was like, this is amazing.
0: Because the first time I watched the episode, I was focused that, like, oh, damn, he said shoot black lightning, and she just went rogue and shot the Reverend instead. But then it took me a minute till they panned back to Jennifer over Khalil, and I was like, oh, wait! Oh, wait, that's science. Like, yeah. he got shot too. So I thought this scene was brilliant because it's that stuff happens at marches and protests and rallies in these urban communities where people get shot. It's not just the intended targets that get
1: damaged. Right, because that's not the key focus. If they want to instill the fear which runs the streets for them, they take out the the crowd behind them, not just the public figure. I love that
0: line when Gamby's going over the plan, too. He's like, that's not what I'd do. I wouldn't just take out the reverend. I would go after
1: the marchers. Exactly, and that... Foreshadowing, I think, plays into the scene we'll talk about at the end of the episode with Gambi. Yes, and we forgot to mention there's a Janae Echo song we were
0: talking about whenever oh, Anissa because <laughs> Anissa misses family dinner because she was out doing her training and stuff or whatever or at the clubs and whatnot and she finally reconnects with her sister Jennifer and she's like let's talk about birth control but when they're in the room there's a fat Janae Echo song playing and I could not have been more happy.
1: I would wife her if it were not for Big Sean and her fame.
0: Just wanted to get a, just wanted to get a quick shout out to Janae. You're you're doing great. We, we love you. I hope you listen to this. Never will, please. <laughs> it's okay, dude. Uh, so then we move along towards the end of the episode, and uh, we can we can uh, we can see some resolution here. We find out that the Reverend is going to be fine, and Khalil is now paralyzed. And prior to this, we had established that he is a track athlete, so his future is definitely
1: changed. And I want to see what this
0: means for the progression of this character.
1: Yeah, I want to know where Jennifer goes from here. Yeah, is she just gonna go dark, or like what is gonna happen?
0: To be honest, my hot take is this is what's gonna inspire her to uh, get back on track in school because we know she's kind of a rebel student. This is gonna inspire her to get back on track with her athletic career as well, and then I think this will lead into her becoming more of a power, like her superpower stuff, kind of like her her sister. So does she actually have superpowers? She will eventually. I don't know what they'll be yet uh, as far as what happens. But, you know, Thunder and Lightning, they're they are coming up quick. I thought maybe they would dive into it, um, dive into Jennifer's stuff maybe in season two. But I think by the end of it, we're going to have full family Black Lightning here.
1: It's going to be cool. I think um, Anissa's taking on the role of her father where she's more of an activist in with her fist now, rather yeah, than yeah, her voice, yeah. and that's what she was prior. And I think Jennifer is going to fill that Anissa role for a bit.
0: For a bit, yeah. I think that I could definitely see that happening. Um, so then we get to the very end of the episode, and we get a cut scene of uh, Gamby. He's looking over the security cam f- footage, and he figures out that the security cam's caught Tobias Whale on camera, and he deletes the file. Uh, Bilky, your take on this action by Gambi? You are a bitch, sir. Ooh. You are a bitch. Wow
1: that is my take because (laughs) why do you say such things making me so mad dude why the show was flowing so well and i was starting to really enjoy Gambi's character because he's so helpful and Cress williams needs him in his life that's that's how it goes he needs gamby because that's his his, that's his man in the chair he upgrades his suit he goes over battle plans he is his second person in command with black lightning and that you're just going to turn on him really Really? See, this is where we have a
0: difference of opinion, my dear friend. Tell me why. I think it was out of protection of Black Lightning and Jefferson. Here's the reason why. We all know how impulsive and reactionary Jefferson can be at this point when it comes to the protection of his family. Right. And the protection of his daughters and such and things of that nature. And if it came out that uh, there was this evidence and somebody tried to out, you know, Tobias Whale... Through the media, the resurgence and the repercussions of that on the community could be devastating, not only for uh, Freeland, but it would just be a revenge kill streak by Jefferson, and he would just be fully immersed. And there was a little bit of talk in the pilot and the second episode about his addiction to his superpowers back in the day, so I think what Gamby's doing there is, you know, he says, I'm sorry, Jefferson, but I think he's doing it out of you know p- protection more than being sh- being shady that's a hot take i like it yeah it's a very I, I, that's just what i came away with it with i was like initially i had the same reaction as, as you i was like wouldn't that solve literally all of your problems if I you outed and just said tobias whale is doing this but um at the same time the reaction because of how deep uh the roots of the 100 gang go in that community mm-hmm. could be a lot more harm uh, than good
1: I mean, I don't know, dude. We'll just have to see what happens. I'm hoping you're right. I do not want to see Gambi betray, uh, Jefferson. That would piss me off.
0: Yes, um, in comics continuity, that does happen. Uh, Damn I, it! I think, <laughs> I think they wouldn't do that though until probably like a season three or something. You know what I mean? They would really build him up and let us love Gambi first to have, but then have that turn and be like, "Damn you, Gambi!" Yes, they're going to build us up for a terrible breakdown. Oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> All right, Bilky, let's give this thing a rating. We're going to start doing these now since this is a a show that we do weekly, uh, Black Lightning. Uh, So I'm going to give this show, out of lightning bolts of
1: five, I'm going to give it a four. Okay, I like it. Yeah. You know, I guess I could give it a four or five. I can't say it's a perfect show because there is no such thing.
0: And the reason is because the first two episodes came out so hot out the gate. They were like seven out of five (laughs) lightning bolts. Like, You know what I mean? Uh, This had a lot of, you know, expiratory stuff, a lot of plot building, a lot of uh, setup kind of things. But it was still a very good episode by all means comparatively to other, you know, CW shows. It's blowing them out of the water. It's just that when the first two came out,
1: you're like, damn,
0: damn, damn, damn. Exactly.
1: So this one was kind of just like, okay, you know. So if episode 1 and 2 were season 6 and 7 of Game of Thrones, episode 3 is more like a season 4. Uh, yeah, there you go. There that's, you go. That's a good way to put it Good, for me.
0: very good, has all the stuff you need, but it's not, like, over-the-top crazy.
1: Yes, it has to progress the story, and I think they did a good job with that, and they kept me interested, and... Now I'm ready to see what happens in the next episode because we've got a sneak peek of some ass whooping oh, by Black Lightning. Oh, God. We had to rewind it. I was like, please, <laughs> please bring it back. I want to see it again. Yes. <laughs> it looked very good. But, and, um, oh, we see Jennifer use her, sh- her powers without a mask or anything in public, too.
0: Yeah, so I'm wondering if anyone got her on camera, if she's going to get outed, or if this is finally the night that, you know— Jefferson comes across her using her powers, and that's the start of her becoming Thunder.
1: I hope so. I hope Jefferson finds out before the, it gets caught on film or something like that and just ruins everything for her. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree.
0: But, Bilky, uh, it's that time of the
1: show. Yes. Yes, of course. <laughs> the fucking face. Hi! Bilky!
0: Did you know it's Black History Month?
1: I did know that.
0: What a fantastic time in America. Absolutely. There should be more. We we had all these civil rights movements with Dr. King. It was phenomenal.
1: He had a dream.
0: And it's almost true. <laughs> it's almost true. We are almost there.
1: We are almost there. We need to keep going, though.
0: It's fantastic. I wish I could go back sometimes.
1: Yeah, well, maybe someday, Mr. Carey.
0: Well, you know, being Mr. Carey, my skin would be fine. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I guess technically,
0: yes. (laughs) Uh, Oh, I had to go there. I'm sorry. But it's time for If You Want to Read here on the show where we give you some comic book recommendations or Netflix recommendations or just stuff we've been checking out lately. First on the docket, I'm going to recommend Black Lightning Year One. It's the most recent edition of the Black Lightning comic book. Fantastic story. Please go out and read it. And then after that, if you really want to, go look at Sam Wilson, Take Back the Shield, and Not My Captain America. Bilky, what have you been looking into or doing and reading lately? So,
1: mine is a. Well, I was going to come with some stupid phrase, but essentially, this is on Netflix. Watch the show Big Mouth. Ooh. Yes. The, the characters are kind of weird-looking. They freak me out a little, but by the end of it, it's okay. I don't really mind. It's about a couple preteens, I think. I don't think anyone's older than 13 on the show that's, like, a main child character. Nice. And it's essentially them going through school and going through puberty and just the awkward things in life. So there's, like, a hormone monster that follows them around, and, like, there's no there's no hold back. Anything. Anything. <laughs> Anything is able to be said. So they're talking about, like, Erections in class and the girl getting her first period whenever <laughs> she takes a field trip to the Statue of Liberty and she wore white shorts that day. Like oh, it, sweet. Yes, Christ. it is everything you can imagine as your worst nightmare growing up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. The dialogue's funny. They talk about masturbation all the time. They talk about boobs coming in and bras and like it is oh the funniest God. thing. And if that stuff makes you uncomfortable, I think you should watch it. Yes. I definitely do. <laughs> well, what a recommendation that is. <laughs> yes, big mouth. Um, I finally watched that Godzilla thing on Netflix. Yeah, I watched most of it. I got like 55 minutes in and had to stop.
0: Uh, very, okay, it's slow for no reason. Like, it's not a good slow burn. No. It's it's, just literally
1: slow. It's terrible. It's a bunch of people complaining the entire fucking time. That's all they do is
0: complain. And then, you know, you're living for the moment where you finally get to see Godzilla, and, like, those 10, 15 minutes are dope because the Godzilla, I think, animation looks really good. Yeah, he's raping everyone. It's awesome, (laughs) but...
1: (laughs) It takes so long to get to that point, and then it's very short-lived when you get there.
0: I very much think that this could have been done in a 35 to 40-minute episode instead of an hour and, ha- like, 20 minutes that it took to get there. And also, I think this would have been better suited in a more episodic series instead of this being part one, and then apparently there's a part two coming. I just think it was really long and drawn out, definitely. Uh, not worth
1: (laughs) yeah that's a hard don't see it i don't think we've ever (laughs) have we ever given out a don't see it this is our first one this might be the first one but yeah don't don't watch it unless you just want to waste time and be bored if anything if you really want to see something out of it
0: just look up the last like 10 minutes of it or the last part where they're fighting godzilla because the rest of it's pretty irrelevant i get what they were trying to do but it took way too long to get there. Like, we got it. Like I understood the premise within the first fifteen minutes. The rest of it should have been, okay, we're on the planet. There's some action beats on the planet. And then we get to Godzilla and then we have the ending.
1: Yeah, that's what I was gonna recommend. Watch the first fifteen minutes and then watch the last twenty minutes. And you'll you'll be
0: fine. Everything in between is irrelevant. Nothing comes back into play. The like it's really weird for a Japanese animation to not have that
1: good of writing. Yeah, normally Normally, they are drawn out a little bit because they like to portray every emotion that they could be feeling, but this one just dragged out for way too long. Yeah, for real, and they try to install this
0: weird utopia, and they talk about this—they like they try to make this contrast about religion and belief, and it's just not—it uh, it took way too long to get to. Not worth it. Don't watch it. Yeah, no, definitely not. Fucking stupid. (laughs) Unreal. (laughs) Uh. Oh, well. But we have done it yet again. A podcast has been made. Zero dollars have been spent. How in the world do we keep doing this, Bilky? We do it through a lovely
1: website while we still can before the net neutrality repeal (laughs) kills it all on a great website called podcast.com. Yes, podcast.com is the best place to
0: host your podcast because it's 100% free with no limits on storage and optimized search engine capabilities. So that way your iTunes stuff gets out there on the internet and it's awesome. I love it. Yes. We also get all of our recommendations through Comixology. It's a great website. If you don't have it, you can get it if you have an Amazon account with a couple clicks of a button. It's it's really not that hard.
1: It's it's, it's, it's not. I could do it in two minutes or less. You, you, you go to your, go to your
0: profile. You, you click settings, and and then you look at the comi- the comicsology, and and you, you you click the box. It's it's really it's, it's that, that, that's, that that is that's it. The steps I have mentioned. It, it, that that's all it takes.
1: It doesn't even matter. You could use. Firefox or Internet Explorer, (laughs) it doesn't matter. (laughs) Wow All of those ridiculous (laughs) search engines are at your disposal. Even use dolphin if you want. Oh my (laughs) I used to use dolphin. Fourth grade with a dolphin? (laughs) So, well, speaking of old things, I, do you ever use that old app, Voxer? Never. Oh, my God. So I read got it the other day. And then they asked me a bunch of personal questions, and it was not the Voxer I remembered, so I deleted it. Jesus. But it was this really cool app where it was like a walkie-talkie through your phone. Oh, So nice. you'd, like, record a message real quick. It was like walkie-talkie Snapchat, essentially. Oh. <laughs> it was oh. really cool. okay. And so you'd get everyone in your group, and then it'd just be a bunch of people yelling at each other over the phone through tiny messages. Excellent.
0: Well, uh, people can find me on at Jalen Holston on Twitter and
1: the Instagram.
0: Bilky, can people find you on the internet?
1: Yes, they can find me on the internet. Well, not on Twitter. I have I deactivated for a while, but Ooh. I I will be back eventually. Halt take? Yes, halt take. Find me on the Instagram, though, at B-I-L-K-O-Z-B-Y. Open for your interpretation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. We'll see you next week, nerds. Have a good one.